Hello, this is Yaro, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. Today's guest is Leslie Samuel. Hey, this is Yaro, and thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. My guest today, Leslie, is a longtime friend now, and originally we connected because he was one of the best students of my Blog Mastermind program and also later the Become a Blogger program which he is now the man in charge of. So he's well known for the Become a Blogger website as well as the Learning with Leslie podcast. So we're doing the regular Entrepreneur's Journey background study of how Leslie basically transformed from a professor, a teacher, having that sort of mainstream job to becoming well and truly an online entrepreneur with his blog, his podcast. He does a lot of different things. In particular, I recommend you listen through to the end because Leslie is fantastic at creating multimedia posts based just on a podcast. He has a Pinterest infographic, he does a video, he does the podcast, he does show notes, he does a transcript, and all of it's done through an assistant that's very well trained. So listen in to hear how Leslie does that. And also check out his podcast to see how he presents all that amazing information. I think you'll really get a lot out of that. Now, if you are interested in more interviews like this with Leslie, I recommend you go to interviewsclub.com and sign up for the newsletter so you will receive an email every time I release a new episode like this one with Leslie. I also send you a series of my very best podcast interviews. So you're going to get the cream of the crop and that's all 100% free. So just go to interviewsclub.com dot com and sign up there. Let's begin the interview now with Leslie. Hello, this is Yaro Stark and welcome to an Entrepreneur's Journey interview with a longtime friend, student. He's also mentored me just by me watching what he does. Uh, we're actually probably competitors in terms of what we do for business today, which is even fun because I love about online business. You can talk to your competitors and it's not like we're competitors. We're just helping each other out. But primarily, we're helping you out, the listener, with I think will be a really interesting background story on the evolution of an online entrepreneur who used to be a normal person in the sense that uh, my guest today used to actually be a university professor. So I think that's a really interesting transition from university professor to a uh, full-time blogger. Uh, you might know him already. My guest today is Leslie Samuel. Hello, Leslie. Hello, I am back. I can't believe I'm back, dude. It's been like so long, but I'm glad to be back. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I mean, we say back because uh, there is a very old podcast in my archives. <laughs> you can dig up where Leslie was known as the freebie guy. The freebie uh, guy. Which is, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that. It's in his story. So we definitely got to go back in time and learn about that. But really, just to summarize today, Leslie, you are the man in charge of a domain name that I used to be known for, but certainly am not have not been for many, many years now, which is becomeablogger.com, which is your main business. You make a full-time income uh, coaching, teaching people win your membership sites. You also speak at some big events like Social Media Examiner, their conference. And uh, yeah, you basically live and breathe the, the art and science of, of professional blogging. Is that right? That is correct. This is what I do full time. Become a blogger is my main gig. I stole that from you guys a while back and <laughs> and ran with it. And I, you know, you talk about the evolution and going from university professor and and what I'm doing today. I absolutely love what I'm doing today. I loved what I was doing back then because I love teaching. But to be able to do it from home or from wherever I am in the world and to be able to be more in control of what I do, I, I, I just love it. Yeah, it's, that's, it's a good point because let's face it, most people work, uh, they put a lot of time into becoming a university professor. That's a, yeah. that's a career in itself just to get to that stage and for you to give that up in order to go online and, uh, you know, create something brand new from scratch in some ways is a pretty big decision. And I love to, you know, really dissect that point. Cause I know when I saw you going through that decision to quit any kind of employment and go full time was a pretty big, uh, potentially scary decision. Also, cause I think you had your first child coming along at the same time. Was that right? This was after we had our first child. Right. So it was extremely insane that we could talk about all of that, but man, uh, yeah, I don't regret it. Okay, Leslie, so much to talk about, but let's put things into context. So yeah. Leslie Samuel, born and raised in? 
St. Martin, the most beautiful island in the Caribbean. If you go there, just visit. You're going to love it. Um, but that's where I was born and raised until I moved to Michigan for university. Enrolling in a degree in? I, I started with biochemistry, and then I switched to biology. I, just, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, and in high school, I did well in chemistry. I used to tutor people in the library, and I figured, hey, you know, I guess I'm doing well in this chemistry stuff. Let me go ahead and major in that. Realized that I didn't really care about chemistry. I started getting more interested into biology, so I went in that direction. With the intention of what? Graduating and, I guess, teaching? Because that's, or, or actually doing real science and, and well, making that, things. That actually didn't happen until after. I still didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I was more interested in biology than in chemistry. And initially, I thought maybe I was going to be a doctor, but then I got, uh, you know, disappointed with the medical field. And then eventually, when like uh, I was a, a teacher's assistant in one of my classes, and I took one class that I really ended up loving. It was a, a physiology class, and we were talking about the brain and how the nervous system works. And I said, I'm going on for a master's in neurobiology. And I did that. And I was planning on going on for the PhD and then becoming a university professor. That didn't quite happen, but that was what I was planning on doing. What happened? So what ha happened was I started doing the research and I realized that I hated research. Um, and if you know anything about being a university professor, research, that's just a part of the game, right? So I was doing my master's in neurobiology. Uh, they sent me to Germany to do research and I... I was literally some days spending as many as 16 hours in a lab dissecting crickets and recording <laughs> from their neurons. Now, that might sound like a ton of fun to you. No, uh, it doesn't but, actually. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, it, exactly. It, it was not a lot of fun. And I said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm going to just quit on the PhD. So I did my master's. I started teaching at a high school. I knew I wanted to teach and I got to teach. So it was kind of like, all right, I'll settle for this. When you say uh, like a school, I'm, I'm assuming back in America, not in Germany. Yeah, this <clears> was back in America. This was a, it was actually a boarding academy. So the students actually lived there. So you're their teacher. You're their parents. Oh, wow. You monitor them on weekends at night. I mean, it was, it was insane. But it was what I did, and I enjoyed the teaching aspect of it. So was that uh, like what you thought of at the time as the start of a career? I yeah, you know, because I figured, hey, I love teaching. Yes, I wanted to teach at a university, um, but this is teaching still, and it's still teaching biology and a bunch of other stuff. Um, so maybe I'll do this for a while. And, you know, I don't plan, hey, this is what I'm going to be doing in 10 years, right? right. Um, it's just kind of, hey, this makes sense for right now, so let's go ahead and do it. And my wife and I both worked at that academy. And, um, is that yeah, where, that's where you met her? Uh, no, I met her while I was in college. Okay. Um, and when I was doing my master's degree, that's when we got close. And then we got married uh, right before I finished my master's. But when we got married, we moved to start teaching immediately, basically, at that academy. Wow. So how old were you then when, when that was all happening? So this was in 2006. So that means I was 26 years old. Okay. So you're like in your mid-20s. Time to start settling down. You're yeah. married, mar get married, thinking about kids, both start working jobs. Uh, was the internet involved in any of your life beyond, I don't know, just you know, sending emails and basic things like that back then? At that point, um, well, actually, I got, I remember in college, I took a computer tools class and we started to learn about HTML and I absolutely loved it. I start. I designed my own website. I was like one of my, the only one of my friends with a website. Um, I would spend, you know, we had to set up really simple, basic pages in that class, and I created this complex website with all kinds of picture albums and all these fancy things, um, sharing my story. I think I even had like an uh, an audio file of my group at the time doing some music so i i kind of went all in on just the setting up a basic html website but that is as much as i was doing in terms of online until 2008 okay so take us forward to so your teaching you, you you've got you're married uh you're, you're basically living what you'd consider i guess a normal everyday yep. working joe kind of life what happened next so 2008 january 18 
that's when I discovered this whole freebie trading stuff. And, you know, the last interview we did um, was in 2008 okay. or 2009. So and like that was the freebie trading stuff. Eight I, years ago. That, yeah, pretty much. I learned about, hey, this way that you could make money with these freebie websites that, that give you like free iPads. I mean, not iPads back then, but maybe a free iPod or a free TV. If you complete offers, you refer others and all that stuff. Uh, we don't have to go all the way into that. But that's the first time I realized, hey, it's possible to make money on this Internet thing that I enjoy sending emails and networking and all that stuff on. So was that like something you kind of discovered while like night times, weekends, while still working your job? You were actually actively looking for things like that? I, you know, I, I stumbled onto it. And, you know, you come to a sales page that's promising all these, you know, how much money you can make in 30 days and yada, yada, yada. And I was curious. I actually tried a few things before that had all failed and I ended up losing money doing those things. So it's something that I had been interested in, but I just kind of, you know, gave up on it until I found this one website and I said, hey, let me give it a try. I don't have to invest a lot of money, but I'm, I'm not in a situation where I have to make money. So there's no pressure. Let me just try it and see what happens. And long story short, it turned into a, an income stream. It did. I remember the first year I think I made I, the, the two numbers stuck, stick in my mind, 28,000 or 32,000, somewhere along those lines. Yeah, I remember in our first interview, we talked about you making about, yeah, I think it was 28,000 in your first year or second year or something. Of yeah, that was trading. My, that's my first year freebie trading. That's, that's when I first got into this actually making money online. And that was still on the side of doing your day job. Oh, yes. Everything was on the side for a long time until two years ago. But okay. we'll get there. Okay. It's, a, it's a long way to go still. Okay, <laughs> okay so uh, take us forward. You're, you're a freebie trading. Uh, were you, again, with this internet business thing, I'm kind of trying to look with your own motivation. Are you thinking, okay, online business could potentially be bigger than my job in my future? Or do I still feel like my job is going to be my future? I'm going to stay within this teaching science world. Like, what, Where was your head at? Or were you just kind of throwing things against the wall and seeing where the most money came from. You know, in the back of my mind, there was always this thing of, you know, eventually I could work for myself. What exactly does that look like? I have no idea. You know, I had um, experimented with things before, so I didn't really know what that was going to look like. But for that time, it was, hey, this is a great way to supplement my income. We could pay off some debt faster, and we did. We could uh, travel a little more, and we did. So it was a way to make some extra money on the side at that point in time with that thing in the back of my mind, like, you know, I th I'm, I'm pretty sure this is possible to do this full time. Mm. Um, we'll see if we get there. Okay, well, they'll take us forward. Did, did you get there? I did. Um, <laughs> a lot happened in, <laughs> in between. Now, what, what was frustrating at the time for me was, you know, back when I was doing freebie trading, I had to go out there in forums and be very active and always trying to get people to me. Um, now I stumbled onto a free ebook it, and it was somehow related to the freebie trading that I, I was doing. There was a bonus ebook and that was something that you created on how to start a blog and you could create a blog, put content out there and you know, your, your site starts getting ranked in Google and then people started finding you. And when I heard that, man, that sounded so great. People actually finding me as opposed to, you know, if I don't work today, I don't make any money. Mm -hmm. um, that sounded like a great concept. So that's when I joined your blog mastermind. The first thing uh, I learned from blogging had to do with blog mastermind. No, actually, first, this is the actual story. I joined your email list. <laughs> yes. And I remember... Um, your emails would come and every time a new email would come, I'd be like, man, let me see what Yarrow has to say. So like I'd wake up in the morning and I'd see a, a bunch of emails and I'd see your name and I'd jump directly to that email. But make a long story short, you launch Blog Mastermind and I said to myself, I remember saying this, if this is the value that I'm getting for free, imagine what I'll get if I pay this guy. So <laughs> okay. I jumped into Blog Mastermind and that's where I learned about blogging. So prior to having a blog with the freebie trading, there was never like you never had your own destination content site. You always oh. had to go to a forum, 
share a link and then hopefully they'll sign up for some freebie and you'll get a commission for that right exactly okay. and it went it went well um, but th- there were some times where things got a little rough it got very competitive in the forums and some of the forums started dying and I, it, it just wasn't working yeah. out the way I wanted it to work so when you came across it sounds like you came across my blog profits blueprint the, the first version the free yep. report was that the first time you heard of these concepts like you know, owning owning a content site, having a, an authority site, you know, an asset, and, and even starting an email list, or because I'm trying to connect the dots, why you didn't do that with the freebie site originally? Like, where were you at in your own education process of learning how internet marketing works? Yeah, that was all new for me, dude. That was the first time I learned about blogging, about um, growing your email list. I was. It was literally the type of thing where I would go through one lesson and it's kind of like, okay, well, let's go and do that. And for the most part, what I learned there was new to me. Okay. So you're very green. Very green at that point. <laughs> All right. So take us forward. You, I, I assume you, your first blog was about freebies though, right? Yes. The freebieguy.net. That was the URL. And I branded myself as the freebie guy. But then what ended up happening was I started to realize that I don't really care about freebies and I don't want the thing that people know me about to be just freebies. Um, And there was another aspect to that. When someone comes to the freebieguy.net, they don't expect to pay for anything. So (laughs) you are the freebie guy asking people for money. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah, right. I started to realize that I was more excited about the blogging and the marketing and the growth. Basically, I love the stuff that you were doing. And I wanted to teach more along those lines. So I ev- it eventually evolved to the guy that was teaching you about freebies to the guy that was giving you free information about how to build a blog and an online business. And then I got rid of the name The Freebie Guy. I started a podcast that was called Learning with Leslie. Uh, And then I changed the name of the blog to Learning with Leslie. And then things went from there. Okay. So we we can uh, sort of timestamp this. This is probably around 2008. This is about, well, this is actually closer to 2010 and now. Okay. So, because I can't remember, you took Blog Mastermind very, like in my very first intake in 2007. No, I took it in 2008, in right. August of 2008 or September, somewhere around that point. Okay, because I know the next business or the next course I taught was with Gideon Shalwick, Become a Blogger. Yep. And you took that as well. Which yep. Is, and that was 2009. So I'm guessing you just were soaking up as much as you could about <laughs> blogging at the Pretty time. <laughs> I was, dude, I was addicted, man. I was like, hey, more blogging information, let's go. Um, and I was just consuming it all. And then I was sharing that as I'm learning it, I'm sharing it with my audience. And this is with, with Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie, okay. yes. So that's that was the domain name from the switch you made from the freebie guy to Learning with Leslie. So I'd love to talk two things. Um, how did Learning with Leslie go? Because there's a there's a sort of a, an elephant in the room I want to talk about when it comes to what you did here because a lot of people do this but they don't pull it off, right? So a lot of people uh, start having a passion about a subject. They take a course. They buy a course about internet marketing or business or blogging, something like that. And they attempt to apply it to what they're doing. And they realize, you know, the business wasn't what they really cared about. They were just excited about running any kind of business. They like the marketing and the business and so forth. So what they start kind of changing their direction, what like what you did was to teach the stuff um, that you were just learning. Now, a lot of people do that. And it's kind of people accuse us of having a pyramid scheme, right? You just kind of make mini versions of yourself and everyone just keeps going out there and keep selling the dream of I'll teach you how to make money by teaching you how to make money. It's how I make money and so on, right? So there's a lot of uh, negative, uh, almost suspicion in, in, the, in, in the world about the whole industry of teaching, making money. But I think it's important to kind of point out that the quality of the advice kind of dictates the results here. Because what you did, and as we'll, we'll hear with the rest of your story, is you actually start to apply what you were learning from me and other people and getting results, which then allowed you to be a teacher at the same time because you actually had results. I think that was, to me, if I think back to you know, you as one of the standout 
students of the, both those courses was you're applying what you were learning and that then gave you stories to share with your own teaching right is that that became i think a big part of what you were doing at the time that's exactly it you know i i mean personally <laughs> i get annoyed when i see exactly what you're talking about you know just teaching how to make money and you have no idea how to make money now i think there are ways to do it you know if you're you know sharing your journey of building a business and people are learning from that i think that works but what I did, if, I mean, if, you, if, if we go back to those days, when I was learning with blogging and marketing and, and all that stuff, the first thing I did was I started teaching what I knew. And at that time, what did I know? I knew freebies. And I started teaching people how to do freebie trading. And as a result of that, I started making more money freebie trading. I started making more money doing some of the other things that you were talking about, for example, affiliate marketing. So what I, I remember back then, what I did was I would set up freebie sites for people as long as they use my affiliate link to, to sign up for hosting. And I remember the first month I did this, I signed up for Blog Mastermind in August, uh, the end of August. And then at, in October, I made about $3,000 on an affiliate marketing campaign that I was doing for freebie traders to, give, to set up a website for them for their freebie trading as long as they use my affiliate link. So I started doing these things, getting results, and then teaching what I was doing and talking about the results that came. And as a result of that, when people saw that, they saw the authenticity of that as opposed to hey I heard you could make money talking about making money so let me talk about make money and hopefully I'll make money <laughs> and, yeah. and in addition to that I went on and did another case study which is my biology blog which I'm sure we're gonna we'll get we're gonna get to but it was all about showing you what I'm learning how I implemented it and what the results were mm -hmm. and one thing you can't argue with is results if I'm showing you hey, this is what I did and this is how much I make, you can't then say, well, you can't make money doing that because I just showed you that I did. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. All right, so I'd love to keep going with the story, Leslie, and, and see where the biology blog comes into this. But just before I do that, or maybe as part of the introduction to the biology blog, I'd love to know for you the biggest takeaways from Blog Mastermind because, uh, you know, for me... It's always interesting to hear how people apply what you learn because you know what it's like. You're teaching something and you don't really know where people are going to go and take it away and, and how it's going to change them. So I'd love to know how you know Blog Mastermind really influenced. Besides that really great story of doing affiliate marketing, what else did you change about your strategy? So you know what what I love about this? I love about, I love about this. What I'm going to say now is that the same things you taught back then are the same things that I'm teaching today. Um, in terms of these pillar concepts, uh, and some of those concepts were first, you got to understand who your audience is. Then you got to create great content for them and do it regularly. You want to make sure to build an email list. That was like the biggest thing that was kind of like a, a revelation to me back then. Build that email list, nurture relationships with those subscribers, and then have something, have some kind of a business model behind it so that you can make some money. And if you create that great content for that specific person that you're creating it for and you nurture that relationship with, with them, they're going to start looking at you as a trusted expert friend. And when you have something to sell, they're going to jump at it. It's the same process I went through with you, right? So I joined your email list, loved your content, started looking for your emails, and then you launched this course, and I was like, give me, take my money. <laughs> um, it's the same concept. Create great content for a specific person, get them on your email list, provide them with a ton of value, and sell them stuff. So how did that eventually lead to you starting a whole brand new blog about freebies because it sounds like you were really actually enjoying learning sorry not a about blog, bi biology, biology. what uh you were enjoying learning with leslie you were enjoying teaching uh sounds like freebie guy you were kind of moving away from i, I think you shut it down yeah. many years ago right so well, I'm, I'm guessing correct me if i'm wrong you also felt you needed another case study of your own sort of practice right you wanted to take what you knew about a subject and put into place your marketing skills to build another income stream. Was that right? Yeah. So there, there are two main aspects. One is exactly what you're saying. 
I wanted a case study because more case studies are, it's just going to be more validation of what I'm teaching. All right. Um, and I said to myself, okay, I am teaching people. I taught people about freebie trading and that was getting really competitive. I taught people about blogging and that was also, I mean, making money online and blogging and all that stuff. And that's also very competitive. I did that and I did it. I, I think I did it quite successfully. Um, for the fact that I was doing it on the side, I was making a few thousand dollars a month. Um, that was great to me. So I thought to myself, if I can apply these principles in such a competitive niche, what if I were to apply those same principles for something where the other people that are doing it have no clue <laughs> about this stuff? How would that how how would that translate into one of those types of niches? So that's the first part. The other part is, you know, I told you I wanted to be a university professor. I was teaching at a high school. And at a certain point, it was like, man, this stuff that I'm teaching is so basic. It's not the stuff that I really love. So it's kind of like an outlet. I could teach exactly what I wanted to teach. I could teach neurobiology. I could talk about whatever I want. And there are no regulations because, I mean, besides the regulations that I put on myself. And that to me was an intriguing concept. So I started it, one, as a case study, but two, because I wanted to talk about this topic because I'm passionate about this topic. Okay, so I'd love to break down at this point the step-by-step the, the -step stuff you did since you're starting a new site. At this point, you've got a bit more background behind you so you can kind of avoid the mistakes you made in the past. Can you tell us, like, you know, did you use WordPress? How did you choose the domain name? How did you plan you know, the, the initial strategy of how you're going to make money from this new business? All right. So this one was interesting. I, before I went into it, I did some research. I wanted to see what was out there. Uh, so I looked for biology blogs all over the place, and I saw a bunch of biology blogs. And you know, I started seeing a bunch of boring websites, basically. Uh, sites that had long research articles and blah, 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 and stuff. As, as passionate as I was about biology, I was bored reading those sites. So I said, you know what? If I start a blog, I want it to be different. I want to just record short videos explaining one concept at a time and making it fun. So that's exactly what I decided to do as a strategy for growing that blog using videos primarily. Now, in terms of the naming of the site, um, I had, you know, that I, I learned a little bit about keyword research. Um, and I started doing a little bit of keyword research and I saw this, this keyword phrase, um, uh, interactive biology. And there were a decent number of searches and not as much competition. So I said, hey, let me go with that. So I went with interactive-biology.com. I wouldn't have gone that, but I saw you had entrepreneurs-journey. So I said, if he can do it, I can do it too. Um, so I started that. I went with WordPress from the very beginning. I, I started with my email list and it quite frankly, the start of that blog wasn't much different from the start of the freebie guy because when I started the freebie guy, it was going through blog mastermind. So I literally went through the exact sequence <laughs> and just did it. The, the only difference is I did a little bit of keyword research to decide on a name. So basically you took my 27 lessons in blog mastermind back then took the action steps and just applied them as you built this new biology blog. Yeah, and I'm not saying that just because I'm talking to you and I'm on your podcast and I got to make you look good or anything of that well, sort. Well, you, you do, that's, Leslie. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. But literally, that's, <laughs> that's what I did. I actually think, I, not I think, I went back through Blog Mastermind to kind of remind myself of the steps. And then I went through those steps, um, but specifically focusing on video. And you know what? Around this time, I had gone through become a blogger as well. And I saw what you guys were doing, especially Gideon was doing with the videos that he was creating. Yes, of course. That's what I did because if you look at some of my first videos, uh, I tell people this all the, all the time. You know, you guys are out there in Australia and you have your, I love the accent. I literally sounded like Gideon with a Caribbean accent <laughs> teaching biology. Uh, and that's pretty much how it was. I started my videos the same way. Of course, the irony is Gideon actually has a South African slash Kiwi slash Australian accent. So probably more South African than anything. But whatever it was, <laughs> I sounded like him with an, a Caribbean accent in terms of the format until I kind of came into myself and then my format just went completely in a different direction. Right. 
Yeah, I do remember watching some of your early biology videos. And I, th I think you really hit your stride with that video content because you, you really could tell you loved making video. Definitely. I, 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 I started out with it because I knew that for something like biology, it's much easier to show someone something than just, you know, tell them or write it out. Um, if they can see what I'm talking about, it's going to be more effective. And that ended up being the case. So can we put the perspective of where you were with your life? Because you, you were still working this teaching day job at this point, right? <laughs> so because let's face it, video, you know, a little bit more work's required to do video than sit at a laptop and write an article. So are you still like you're setting up a little studio at, at home in your basement, which you're doing at night and on weekends while you're still working your job? And is this like 2010, I'm thinking? Yeah, so this is, a, this is coming down to the end of 2010 and really getting into 2011. 2011 is when I started making videos regularly in January of that year. Um, so what I, how I was doing it, and it, life was crazy back then. Um, when I wasn't working at, at, at my job, I was working on my, my business, usually the part of my business that's teaching you to blog. But on Sundays, what I would do is I would create as many videos as I can. Sometimes that would be three videos. Sometimes that would be five videos. And once I'm done with those videos, um, by that point, I started learning about outsourcing. And I, I think I started learning about that from you guys. Um, and, uh, and actually some other courses that I went through as well. Um, so by that point, when I finished with them on Sundays, I passed them on to my VA and she took care of everything else for the week. And that was the extent of it. I knew that I couldn't be working on my job full-time and then learning with Leslie full-time and then bi <laughs> interactive biology full-time. So interactive biology was a Sunday project. And whatever I did on Sundays would go out for the rest of the week. Okay. Now, that's content creation. Uh, you need to do more than just create content to get this yep. thing going, right? So how did you manage to fit all this in? And okay. what else did you do? So number one, I focused on YouTube. Um, YouTube was going to be my platform of choice since I was doing videos and I would put those videos out there and those videos just started ranking because it was great content. I was very specific with the way I titled uh, the titles and the descriptions and all that stuff. I kind of optimized it for YouTube SEO um, and I made those very engaging so that when people watch the videos they would watch more videos and then youtube started rewarding me for that and serving my videos higher up in the rankings mm -hmm. but in addition to that i knew i needed to do something to kind of give it a boost so what i did was i actually went to i went on google again and i started searching for a bunch of biology websites and blogs and i i made a spreadsheet i remember the spreadsheet had 86 different websites on there and I started at the top of the list and I just worked my way through. I contacted the site owner and I said, hey, I see you. Depending on the site owner, I would kind of tailor it differently. Some people, um, it would be, hey, I see you're linking to biology resources on this page. Would you be interested in linking to this? I tell them a little bit of what I'm doing. And then some of them actually started linking to my site because they went to the site and they loved the content. But for the ones that had the most impact, I remember there was one lady who had a very popular biology blog. And I went to her site and I saw she was using WordPress and I saw that she had some issues with the structure of her site and it just wasn't laid out in a very uh, appealing way, but it was getting a ton of traffic. So I reached out to her and there were a few people I did something similar to. I reached out to her and I said, hey, I... I I'm a, a, a regular visit, visit, visitor to your site. I've been using some of your resources in my class. And let me tell you, I just love your content. Thank you so much for what you are doing. And then I went on to say, I noticed you're using WordPress. And I noticed that there are a few structural issues that you're having. I would, I, I've been into WordPress now for the last few months. And I am a WordPress pro by now. I didn't say it like that. But basically what I said was, I would love to help you out. Um, and I, I don't remember exactly what I proposed to help her out with. But then I told her at the end, by the way, I do have a biology site. You can check it out here. I'm, I'm making these short videos um, and you could see what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And she replied to me and she said, oh, Leslie, thank you so much. Um, I, 
you know, I appreciate your offer. I am so busy. I wouldn't even know how to take advantage of it. But hey, look, I just wrote this short post and I linked to your blog. And when she did that, all of a sudden, I just had hundreds of people visiting the blog. And for me back then, hundreds of people, it was like, whoa, I just struck gold. Um, but she linked to me. Um, and then when other people saw me featured on her blog, they started linking to me. And then my traffic started growing. I remember first month, I got like 400 people. Second month, it went to 800. Then it went to 1,000. Then it went to 2,000. And then it just kind of went up from there. And uh, it's been great. And a lot of that came from just reaching out to people, offering to provide value, and then having them see the value in what I offer mm -hmm. and, and promote that as well. Uh, two questions. How did you know she had lots of traffic? Like, how were you able to figure out which sites had lots of traffic to try and you know, get in touch with the owners and, and have this kind of outcome? Yeah, so I looked at the engagement on her site. And I looked and I saw that people were commenting, people were sharing, people were liking and, and all that stuff. You could see those, those social proof numbers. So right. I couldn't say di directly that, you know, this is how much traffic she had. But I also analyzed her site on, I think, like Compete.com and Alexa. And, you know, a lot of sites outside of, you know, Internet marketing, they're not e they don't even register on those sites. And hers did. And it registered at a decent number. And I know those aren't a direct reflection, but they kind of give me an idea that, hey, this was an active site. And in addition to that, I'd search for so many things in Google and hers would be like number one. Mm. So I'm a teacher. I'm always looking for these resources to teach my biology class. And I know that teachers all over the world are doing the same thing. And they're also seeing her ranked as number one. It's such a funny thing, you know, people ask, how do I find the, the, the traffic sites, the high traffic sites in my industry? And I, I, you just say, well, pretend you're the target customer you're going after yeah. and how would they search Google for information and see what sites show up and that, that'll be your answer. Exactly. Um, second question from my two-parter there. Uh, going back to the setup of everything, you said you were becoming a WordPress expert, but you also said you're outsourcing. So at this stage, how are you actually kind of putting together everything to go with interactive biology, your, your biology blog, where you, you know, I assume you built WordPress yourself. Do you do your own logo? Do you do your own video intro and outro and editing? Do you do your own, uh, you know, graphics for the posts in the blog, everything like that? And, and what weren't you doing? What things were you outsourcing? Yeah. So at that point, I finally wised up because <laughs> before that, I had this kind of a burnout phase where I was just doing everything and going like crazy and um, it just didn't work out well. And I, I literally quit blogging. Um, and when I came back to blogging a few months later, I said, if I am to do this, I need to do this better. And I started looking more into outsourcing. I think you spoke about outsourcing in your course. And then um, I, I think you re recommended some people back then. I went through their outsourcing course and I learned about outsourcing. So when I started the biology blog, I knew that I had to do more outsourcing. So here's what I did. I created the videos. I didn't have a fancy animation. It was just I had my slides and I went through my slides. I would be drawing on my screen. This was not like a, a professional video production or anything of that sort. I am a terrible artist. Uh, at least back then, I was much more of a terrible artist. So my drawings didn't look that good, but the information was good. So I would create those videos on Monday and I, I said that would be it, right? So I would give it to my assistant. My assistant would then transcribe the video. My assistant would create the post from the transcript. She would find some images from a stock photography, uh, stock photography site that I was using. She would make the post look good and, and um, uh, schedule it to go live on YouTube, schedule it to go live on the blog. And that's pretty much it. So the post itself, I didn't have anything to do with the post. She took care of all of that. All I did was create the content. Because you're still going to a nine to five day job, right? So you no, 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 not nine to five, dude. This was more than nine to five. <laughs> but yes, I'm still working at my full time day job. So how did you like, I'm wondering about the budgeting of something like that, because, you know, people listen to this, they might be thinking, I got to hire someone to do this stuff because I'm still working my job. 
Um, did you take some of your salary or were you taking money from uh, freebie guys and, or, or learning with Leslie or were you, you know, and how much were you paying for this person? I love to tell people that when I started, my, everything that I've built today came from my initial $3 investment in, <laughs> in freebie trading. Because literally, I started with $3, I made 70 And then I took some of that money and reinvest, and I just continued reinvesting. I did not want, I had, you know, I actually lost some of my wedding money Ooh. on an online marketing scheme. Um, I lost $1,000, and we didn't have that much money. And I told myself, I would never, I'm not going to go into my paycheck and jeopardize my family. Whatever I do here has to come from the business. So learning with Leslie, the freebie trading and the money that I made there, that's what I reinvested into the biology blog to grow that blog. I knew I couldn't hire someone here in the U.S. because I couldn't afford it. So I went with the Philippines. I got someone in the Philippines. And I think at that point I was paying something like two something an hour. Um, and the person did $2 good. U.S. Yeah. something an hour. Yeah, just to clarify. yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, and the person did decent work. I provide them. I provided them with a lot of training and manuals. And here's how I want things to be done, uh, because I had the experience with WordPress and what I was doing on, on on learning with Leslie and the freebie guy before that. So that was the guidance for them. And I just kind of grew from there. So you know, I was spending. I wasn't spending that much money. Maybe two hundred dollars a month at that time, and my business was making more than that. So. It worked out fine. So take us forward with interactive biology. Did it start to make money? Yes, it did. Uh, I remember, when did it start? I think maybe in 2012. I think I was doing it for about a full year. And I thought to myself, all right, it's time to make some money with this. And the first thing I thought about was ads. Because, because of the nature of the content that I create I, and the feedback that I was getting from people all over the world, like in third world countries that have no access to good you know, information, education and all that stuff, people were giving me all these messages of what it's doing for them. And now they have hope. They can be that doctor that they want to be or whatever the case might be. So I decided I wanted to find a way to make money where uh, they would still have access to the information. And I remember reaching out to my audience and saying, hey, I am, you know, I've been doing this. I love doing it and I will continue doing it. I've been thinking about ways to make money with this so that it could fund what I'm doing and beyond. What do you guys think about me turning on ads? And at that point, I, I didn't want to do any ads. I hated ads. And they, the response was overwhelmingly in the direction of, yes, please, why don't you have ads on this? We want you to make money, but you're doing such a great job for us. Please put ads. At that point, I was like, Psh, oh, fine. I, I love ads now. Um, so I activated ads on, on my videos. I put ads on the site. And then eventually you I was having... You mean Google AdSense? Uh, yeah, Leslie? Google yeah. AdSense. Uh -huh. And I, I was having a conversation with a friend trying to brainstorm what I could do. Um, and I decided to take the same content that I had in the videos and create a study guide for it. So the monetization strategy for that blog was AdSense and the study guide that I would sell. Okay, so how much of that was influenced simply by, you know, because I know, I think in Blog Mastermind, th that version I was talking about advertising, I'm pretty sure I was more pushing you towards products though. So, you know, like what, what was even your, your um, potential? Because you, you obviously knew about freebie trading, which is something that actually yep. not a lot of people do know about and think about when it comes to making money. You obviously were aware of Google AdSense as a way to make money because let's face it, every blog at the time in the early days of blogging was that's how they made money. But then there was this sort of new way of making money, which was having an email list and selling your own digital products and services, which I was certainly you know, a big part of at the early days. Were you feeling like that was the direction you wanted to head into? That was the direction. I actually wanted to go more in that direction. I wanted to create a bunch of study guides and eventually products and all that stuff when I was focused on the biology blog. The AdSense, I learned about AdSense because that's what everybody was talking about. And I knew that you could easily switch that on uh, on YouTube. Um, so that's, that, um, that's what I did there. And the plan was ultimately to go in the direction of making more of these digital products and selling them. I mean, because when I did that study guide, I remember at the peak, 
in terms of when I was focusing on that site, the, the peak income from AdSense on that blog was something like $2,500. And for the study guide, which was something that I sold for, I think, about $30, $30 at that point, um, I think the peak I made there was about $1,000. So I was making, you know, two, three plus thousand dollars a month just from that biology blog. And you're still running Learning with Leslie and you're still running Freebie Guys back then, the, the forum and everything as well? Oh man, the forum was a part of that too, right? We so, forgot about the forum. We haven't talked about the forum. I know. <laughs> Learning with Leslie, the Freebie Guy, I kind of consider those along the same lines because it was just kind of like an evolution. It wasn't the freebie guy and learning with Leslie. It was free. Well, actually, it was in the beginning. <laughs> and then it all went to learning with Leslie. So by that point, I think it was learning with Leslie and interactive biology. And full-time job. And full-time job, of course. So $3,000 a month coming from biology blog. Uh, how much was coming from learning with Leslie? Do you remember back then? Y- yeah, back then, probably another 2000 sometimes, 3000 sometimes more than that, actually. And what was that from? Um, so AdSense or...? That was no, that wasn't from AdSense. From learning with Leslie, it was affiliate marketing, um, primarily affiliate marketing, actually, so because like I remember hosting. I exactly I created a seven day boot camp and people would sign up for hosting and yada yada yada, um, and then there was the freebies that for a while that was still making me some money. So it was freebies and affiliate marketing. Okay, so take us forward. What happened next? You're making full time income. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me from I'm, your. I'm, I'm making full-time income some months, <laughs> other months not so much. So it was fluctuating. Um, but at a certain point in time, um, you guys approached me about this become a blogger thing because you, uh, become a blogger was kind of dying down. You guys weren't focusing on it as much. And you guys asked me if I'd be interested in being the main content creator for become a blogger. And I was kind of like, what? Yeah, sure. Heck yeah. I love become a blogger. Um, so I, I got in, I, I got to ask you, Leslie, before you continue with that story, like yeah. you were busy already, clearly just by hearing the story to this point, right? So, you know, Gideon and I had had a great run with our become a blogger course and that website, but we were both heading in, in different directions. I was heading towards my startup and Gideon was heading towards other, uh, video projects. So we wanted to do something with this site and we didn't want to just turn it off. So we came to you with this plan okay you can take it over you know we would we weren't sure whether that man is a manager or is you know an owner or whatever but regardless of all those things coming to you saying hey here's a job how are you even thinking <laughs> yes i can fit that into my schedule at this point i think it has to do with insanity um, <laughs> <laughs> no but in addition to that you know my my stuff was going well um, it was fluctuating a lot. I had an audience. It wasn't a huge audience. I, I, I was getting a bigger audience for the biology blog. But, you know, I said at its peak, it was making that amount of money. But that money went down significantly, even though the traffic was going up. Um, so it was kind of interesting to see that. But then when you guys approached me, become a blogger was something I loved. And I saw it as a way of potentially getting in front of a larger audience. And that to me was attractive. That was appealing mm-hmm. um, because I could do similar things to what I was already doing, but now for more people. Mm-hmm. So I kind of started looking at it that way. And in the beginning, I thought, you know, I would do learning with Leslie and become a blogger. And then that kind of got too much. You know, you're talking about how, how could I be crazy enough to take on something else? Well, it was crazy and it, got, it became too much. And then I brought Learning with Leslie in to become a blogger as the official podcast of Become a Blogger. Um, and then eventually, it was all Become a Blogger um, with still the Learning with Leslie podcast. So the freebie guys was, was sold off or just shut down? Oh, yeah. The, by that time, the freebie guy was gone. Okay. So let's just go forward. Then where are we at? We're probably only a couple of years ago now. Uh, and you, you, I'm assuming you kind of start to devote all your teaching to Become a Blogger. And still, like it was still learning with Leslie content before that, you just had switched it into become a blogger. Um, what was your strategy? Because I know we had a lot of uh, coaching kind of mentor yeah. strategy calls, you, you mean Gideon, about what to do. And uh, I guess to summarize, Gideon and our side of the fence, we were just slowly having less and less involvement and you were getting more and more involvement to the point where today you're a full owner and you, you run the whole thing and we're not involved anymore. Um, and we're not even owners anymore. It's 100% yours. So what? Uh, I don't, I don't want to 
sort of because I'm sure the your thoughts kept changing as we kept having more conversations. But eventually, when you realize become a blogger is now yours or going to be yours, what are you thinking the future is for your own strategy? And I'd love to connect this with also some of the the changes going on in our industry at the time because we were seeing the rise of you know around 2010, 2011, 2012 of Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas, uh, Lewis Howes, James Wedmore, uh, Amy Porterfield, Marie Forleo. You know, suddenly the industry was hugely crowded with hugely successful people. In particular, podcasting was going through a huge boom. So how is this all influencing your own strategy and your own thoughts? Well, you, the, the, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say you're, you were also in a mastermind with uh, – with Pat and um, a few other of those people. I think John was in it. Uh, no, it's, it's Pat and Mike Stelzner, Cliff Ravenscraft, Mark Mason, and Ray Edwards now. Now, but back then, weren't you with um, Amy? Uh, no, eventually Millionaire. Um, no, I actually, I never went with in that direction. It uh, was, in the beginning, it was me, Cliff, Pat, and Mark. Okay. Anyway, that was the environment. So how, what were you thinking at that time? Then? So at that time, right, eventually I wanted to get into my own product. And uh, I was starting to build my own product, I think, when you guys approached me and it just seemed like such a good fit. This would be the product now. Now it would be everything that I do um, with learning with Leslie and so on. Yeah, I would do some of the affiliate marketing, but now I have something to offer. Uh, so, so that was the direction I wanted to go. I wanted to go with my own product. Then we did it with Become a Blogger. Eventually, I'm the full owner. And it continued that way. I want to have my own uh, product and eventually it became a full out membership site where um, you can stay a member for as long as you want to get that support. And that is now the main thing that I promote. So, so where, where um, Become a Blogger is, is, is concerned, it was always the having the own product. That was this course that became a membership site that people can be a part of and now today, that is exactly where I am. Most of what I promote now is my membership site. So you have a membership site today. You do some private coaching today. Is it one-on-one -on -one private? I do some one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, there is some group coaching that's a part of the membership site. Um, in addition to that, I still affiliate marketing is still a strong part of what I do. Uh, that's still a bulk of my income. And then I do, you know, I also work with Social Media Examiner as their head of training to make sure that the speakers that are um, presenting to their membership site do a good job. That's kind of a summary of the different buckets that make up the income that is my full-time income today because now I'm no longer teaching um, in a classroom. Uh, <laughs> we skipped the whole becoming a university professor thing. But oh, we I did. And also quitting full-time work. How did, how did you make that decision? Yeah, so there was, I started the biology blog, and I just have to throw this in there. That biology blog landing me a, landed me the job as the university professor. So now I was teaching a, in a doctoral program, teaching the stuff that I was passionate about. And then eventually I realized, you know, I was teaching at the university as a requirement for that, uh, they were sending me to do a PhD and they were paying for it, which is very cool. So doing now, <laughs> now you could just imagine, I have my biology blog that I'm still kind of tinkering with a little bit. I have become a blogger that I'm tinkering with as much as I can. I'm teaching as a university professor at a level that's above my head when I started. And I'm working on a PhD. Yikes. <laughs> at that point... And, and, and there was a point where my mom got ill. Um, she's better now, but she got and, ill, and I wanted to be with her, and I couldn't. And we had children? our baby. Uh, okay, we had baby. our first son. And at a certain, I remember I came home, and I said to my wife, listen, something has to change. I either have to quit my business or I have to quit my job. Um, and we kind of worked through that process and spoke about that for a while, and I realized you know, at my job, I'm in front of 36 students and working with them, and I love it. And then online, I'm in front of thousands of people working with them, and I love it, and I'm having a bigger impact there. Which one am I going to leave? My full-time job, you know, I could see what the ceiling is. With my business, there is no ceiling. The ceiling is as high as I want to make it. 
And I made that difficult decision to leave my dream job mm. to build my business because I know that I knew that that would give me more freedom. It would give me more fulfillment. Um, and you know, I haven't looked back since, and I don't plan on ever looking back. <laughs> it is kind of ironic how running a business to get away from full-time work led you to your dream job which you then quit because you want to run your business still you know exactly. like, <laughs> the roundabout way that happened so um snapshot for today leslie so you already kind of talked about become a blogger uh interactive biology it's still alive and kicking you just don't really do anything it's like a passive income source is that right yeah, I don't touch. I haven't really touched. I've probably spent about a month on that blog in the last five years. Now, is that? I'm guessing the money because AdSense would have dropped significantly. But is it still kind of five hundred thousand dollars a month? Would you have? Numbers? Yeah, it, it it gets between four hundred and maybe up to five or six hundred dollars a month for that blog. Since I haven't done anything, especially on YouTube, you know, if you're not creating any new content that income goes down significantly. I'm assuming though the search traffic because biology is kind of an evergreen subject matter. So you probably still have a lot of posts ranking quite well. So when I stopped creating content for the blog, I was probably getting about 30,000 visitors a month. Um, and now I'm getting closer to 100,000. <laughs> okay. So it's tripled in size. Exactly. <laughs> from because doing I did nothing. <laughs> no, but it, it's actually because of what you just said, right? That content is evergreen and it's great content. It's not, pe pe biology isn't going to change much at the level that I'm teaching over the next 10 years. Um, so that information is still going to be valuable. And the more people find it, the more they join my email list, the more they go through my autoresponder sequence, the more they share it with their friends and, and the more tra every year the traffic is greater than the year before. That's that's a rare story. I mean, I, I believe in the power of evergreen content, but it's rare to stop publishing altogether, and then three or four years later, you've got three times the traffic you used to have. Yeah, I <laughs> I I don't I don't tell people that that's what happens because I don't think most cases that you can expect that. Yeah. Um, there were a few key things that happened even in that process, like once. I was on uh, uh, the, the um, Leo Laporte's show, um, the tech guy, and I mentioned it. And that's when it kind of went from like 30,000 to 50,000. And then more people started mentioning it because of all the things around that. And then it just continued increasing and that kind of stuff. So that w it, it is an anomaly. I know that for sure. Um, but it continues to increase. Awesome. All right, before we wrap it up, uh, Leslie, one more thing. Uh, today, your business, who's on your team? And I'd love to know in particular, if uh, people listening in right now, if you go to becomeablogger.com and check out Leslie's blog post, you'll notice something that he does that I don't see many other people do with their blogs, which is pretty much have every type of media you can think of included <laughs> in the blog post. So it seems like it starts with Leslie doing a podcast, either an interview or a solo one with just Leslie. Then there always seems to be a, a picture that looks ready to go for Pinterest. Then you usually get another kind of image that you know might work well in Pinterest, maybe two or three more images. Then you often get a, a full-blown infographic style picture, which really they take a lot of work uh, and you also um, often have a slide presentation like you put slides into SlideShare, uh, the, the LinkedIn uh, social media company. Uh, so you're, you're making use of imagery. I mean, I guess the only thing you haven't really gotten here is, is YouTube videos like you used to have, but I, I'm always blown away by the infographics in particular because an infographic is a big job and then you've got a ton of other pictures to go along with it. Um, I look at these posts and go that they're 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 big. That's a big job to put this together, every single one. And you seem to pump them out regularly with every single type of media there in them. So what's the secret behind that? The secret is to not do it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what my team looks like right now. It's three of us. It's me. It's my assistant that does all the beautiful stuff, and then my uh, my other assistant that does the article. And what it looks like is, let's say I interview you, Yarrow, which is coming up next week. Um, <laughs> but when I finish interviewing you, I now have this MP3 file that I tag and all that good stuff. I pass it on to my first assistant and she listens to it and writes an article. It took me a while to get to this point because I think written content, especially as a content creator, is so important. And if that person isn't right on message with 
with what you've built, that can cause some issues. Um, but I, I went through a very extensive a process of finding this person, of training this person, of having specific editorial guidelines for this person to follow. And as a result of that, she creates a post, quite frankly, that sounds like I wrote it. Mm. So that's the first step. And once she finishes, once she's done with that, she passes it, passes it on to my other assistant. And what she will do is she will create all of the images. She will create an infographic. She will create images that you don't even see, which is the Facebook open graph image so that when someone shares it on Facebook, it looks the way it's supposed to look. She will create a slide deck from the from the content of she'd like look at the headings and see what it covers and then kind of create a slide deck from that now the key to that is number one it's evolved over time number two is i had her create some templates that she can go to and easily create them so uh, we have a few different versions of that template the the only difference now will be the content that she puts in those templates and the you know, some of the images that she puts inside, like the infographic and the slide decks and so on. So we have this process that we go through. We keep track of everything in Trello. And we have like an extensive checklist that goes through different stages. And it passes from me to the first assistant to the second assistant. And everyone knows when they're supposed to jump on and do the thing that they're supposed to do. And how is this impacting the the results, the distribution of all this content? Are you, are you finding you're getting you know Pinterest traffic where you didn't get it before and things oh, like that? Oh, definitely. Um, that has increased my Pinterest traffic significantly. Um, it increased the number of shares that I get, just generally speaking. Um, and, and with podcast episodes, I find I look at a lot of very successful podcasters. And you would find that most of their content don't get shared a lot mm. because people are listening to it in the feed. Mm. Um, but because I have all of these resources, you know, you go to sh and I, I use um, uh, what's that plugin called? Whatever the plugin that I use <laughs> that you can specify uh, social warfare. So you can specify if someone goes to share it on 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 Pinterest, the infographic shows up or if they go to share it on Facebook the Facebook open graph image shows up. And that, I think, has a combination of having that stuff and making it easy to share it. That has caused more people to share my content, mm -hmm. generally speaking. Yeah, I think you're one of the most socially engaged of the you know, teaching people how to make money bloggers out there. So it's, it's really cool to watch. And one, one more thing. What that also does is whenever someone gets interviewed on my, con on my blog um, and I send them the, a link and say, hey, it's there, they are so impressed with it that sometimes they share it just to say, man, just go and look at this post. You don't right. even have to listen to my interview. Just <laughs> look at it. And that I think that causes people to look at you at a different level. Yeah, that's a great point. Back in the day, you did an interview with someone and because it was their first or second or third interview, they'd share it. But now they've done so many, they don't really share it anymore. Maybe a tweet here or there. But like you've done, you, you make such a above above expectation performance with the content that they're exactly. more excited to share it. So that's awesome. And, uh, and, we're, and just to add, we're, I, I just met with my assistant uh, maybe two days ago, two or three days ago, and we're adding more to that. Like we're going to have an image quote that goes along with it and an image that they can put on their blog if they want to advertise that they were on the podcast. So we're, we want to provide even more resources for them just in case they want to do it, use very, it. Very nice. So... Uh, I already said becomeabloggercom if you want to see this in action. Is there any other uh, places you want to send people to, uh, Leslie? Yeah, they can check out my membership site, which is the coaching club, bloggercoaching.com. They get free coaching for 30 days. And if they want to continue from there, they can continue. Okay, awesome. Becomeablogger.com and bloggercoaching.com. Leslie, awesome. Uh, glad we could complete the circle now and, and bring uh, everything up to date since there's been a lot you've been doing since then. Uh, the, I'm so glad you've made full-time business like work because I, I remember talking to you when you were making that decision to quit basically a PhD and a professor teaching job. And that was like, you know, tough, tough call. Plus for the kid on the way, I can't imagine the the conversations you had with your wife about that decision, what it would have been like. So you know, I'm glad it's still working and, and growing for you. And uh, yeah, keep up the great work. 
Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on here and um, looking forward to connecting more in the future. Sounds good, Leslie. Talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. This has been the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. You can find the show notes and everything else to go along with this episode and all the other episodes as well by going to entrepreneurs-journey.com and clicking the podcast tab or just Google my name, Yarrow, Y-A-R-O, and you'll find my blog and podcast that way. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Leslie and you two are feeling inspired to possibly make the transition from some kind of full-time employment to an online business. And I hope you can see also how Leslie managed to combine different businesses, different income sources to reach a point where he did make enough money to be confident in quitting his job. And you can see a pathway for you to do the same with whatever online projects you're currently working on or about to start. One last reminder, if you have not done so already, head to interviewsclub.com to sign up for the newsletter that goes along with this, the EJ podcast. I'll send you an email when the latest episodes are released, so you'll always be the first to know about my new episodes. Plus, you'll receive a series of my very best podcast interviews from the EJ archives. Okay, that's it for this episode. I'm Yarrow, and I'll speak to you on the next EJ podcast. Bye-bye.